The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. Hello, and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Mulch. And I'm your host, Ron Schmelzer. And thank you all for all of you who've been providing your feedback and thoughts on all of our podcast episodes. We have been cranking strong here and a lot of different series we've been working on. So if you're new to the AI Today podcast, I encourage you to listen to our generative AI series, our trustworthy AI series, our series on best practices with some interviews with some of our CPMAI thought leaders, our glossary series, which is coming to an end pretty soon. And as you know, as we hit almost 400 episodes here, uh, we, you know, we could not have made this AI Today podcast success with all, all of you listeners. So keep providing your feedback. We love hearing all the things that you are interested in. Exactly. And if you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to AI Today so you can get notified of all of our upcoming episodes. We have some really wonderful ones lined up. And we're always excited at AI Today to have guests on our show because we're able to get, you know, such a wide variety of uh, how AI is being applied today. And so we are so excited to have with us today, Gijong Kim, who is co-founder and CEO at CoxWave. Welcome and thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me, Kathleen and Ronald. I'm, I'm happy to join the podcast today. Yeah, we're really excited for this discussion. We'd like to start by having you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about your background and your current role at CoxWave. And maybe for folks that aren't familiar with the company, share what the company does as well. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm Gijong and I'm the CEO of CoxWave and we're the builders behind Impaction AI, a product analytics tool for AI native products. And you can think of it as Google Analytics for ChatGPT kind of like conversational products. And yeah, I'll briefly tell you like how I ended up building Impaction AI. So in my journey for AI, like it began at NYU where I pursued a degree in mathematics, but it was it was AlphaGo that really got me hooked on AI. And this eventually led me to study AI in grad school. And as you know, like the COVID-19 was on peak on, you know, 2021 and me and my colleagues at the grad school, like we didn't have much things to do. So we ended up founding our first startup, CoxWave, which we're still working on it together. Yeah. And since then, like we've launched two AI products called Hama and Enterpix, which both use generative AI. And through these products, we were actually able to achieve more than like 1.5 uh, million users. And like while we were op operating these two products, like we were offered by like a listed company in Korea called Sandal to sell both of our products because they were in hurry to add like these generative AI into their own system after like ChatGPT literally shot the world on December 22nd. Uh, December second, uh, And yeah, so we ended up selling both to Sandal and we were able to start something new. And also like the real reason behind like selling our pro uh, like products was because we were seeing the potential to this internal tool that we were building to solve our own problem, the problem we, we faced while operating these generative AI products. 
And actually that internal tool became Impaction AI, uh, our main product that helps you analyze how your user is interacting like in your AI native products. Yeah, that's a great idea because every single time there's like a new technology trend or a new technology wave, there's always analytics to go with it, <laughs> whether it's internet, mobile, social, and of course now uh, AI. And that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think someone once told me it's sort of like mix panel for AI and some of the things you're doing, which is fantastic because people want to know how users are interacting with, with the system. And also we keep an eye on how the systems are themselves responding because AI systems are very probabilistic and, uh, you know, same prompts and different prompts can have very different uh, results. And as people start connecting them together with technologies like Langchain and things, things can get even more uh, different. So, so I'm definitely a believer in what you're doing and people should keep an eye on their AI systems, something we talk about in our methodology as well for monitoring and keeping an eye on models. So tell us a little bit about the AI native future. You know, for our listeners, we've been talking about AI for a long time, um, but I don't know if everybody sh you know shares the same future. So we'd love to hear your idea of the AI native future and perhaps its context uh, with conversational uh, systems. Yeah, so to talk about a native future, I think it's it's important to first define what a native is. So from a product builder's perspective, like my definition of AI native is when AI becomes the primary interface of the product. So I'll give you some simple example of what I mean. So I'm sure you've heard some similar terms like web native or mobile native, right? So yeah, web native is when web browser is the primary interface of the product. And to interact with the, these web native products, you have to use like mouse or like keyboards to click or type something in a search bar. And when it goes to mobile native, you now have to use your finger to pinch or swipe like in order to like interact with the product. But what does it mean to have AI as a primary interface of the product? Like think about ChatGPT. Like what is the most important interaction while using ChatGPT? It's the conversation. It's the conversation you have with AI. It's the prompts and the outputs that impacts your experience the most, like while using ChatGPT. So back to the question, like how do I see AI native future? I think the AI native future will like let us have very, very, very personalized experience for everything, like all the services, all the products, all the hardware, robots. I think it will all become very personalized. And the reason why is that if users can finally able to say what they actually want through conversation, and if AI can actually understand what the user wants and give the user the solution, then that, that'll be the personalized experience. And also the result of personalized experience will benefit everyone in the world through technology because they will no longer have to learn how to use the product. You can just say what you want and AI will either do it for you or help you how to do it. Yeah, that's really awesome. You know, we've talked for years on AI today about this idea of the AI-enabled future and what that's going to mean and what that's going to look like and how it's going to really 
transform the way that we work, we live, we play, we interact with others. And we also talk a lot about this idea of augmented intelligence as well. So we're not replacing the human, we're just helping the human do whatever it is better. We say their their jobs better because we usually talk about it in the context of work. But it's also, you know, how they learn. So we can talk about children now in an academic environment, how they learn, how they interact, how they do things. It's so incredibly exciting. We really like to talk about that topic. And so it's it's nice to hear, you know, others thinking about that as well and what the AI-enabled future really will be in this AI-native future. You talked about, you know, chat GPT, generative AI. It's really taken the world by storm. It's been out now crazily for about a year. Sometimes it feels like less than that. Sometimes it feels like longer than that. So how have you seen generative AI transforming the way that we provide analytics? Yeah, so generative AI is actually adding a new dimension of what we need to analyze. So what I mean is before generative AI, we were analyzing things like like what kind of button like user clicked, like how long user stayed in certain page or like what location did the user come from? Like all kinds of stuff like the, these. However, like if you think about using ChatGPT, as I as I just told you, like the most important thing to analyze is the conversation between the user and AI. So the new dimension that is added to analyze is the conversational data. And what, what, I, and what I want to make it clear is that conversational data will not only be text, it will contain images, audio, and video, anything humans use to com communicate. And this new dimension of conversational data is opening up new ways to analyze your users. Like, I'll give you a simple example of what I mean again. And in like, in traditional way, like you analyze your user by grouping them with like a similar characteristic such as gender, location, age, like et cetera, et cetera. So you group them like male user, like from San Francisco in thirties who uses Android or like female user from like New York in twenties who uses Apple, like, like these kind of stuff. However, like with conversational data, you can now group your users with similar behavior, preference or intention or like whatever information you can retrieve from the conversation. So you can group them like user who expressed their love for sports that uses a round ball or like user who can't hold back their anger like while talking to a chatbot. And and because like these conversation like will contain like a direct intention behind every actions the user takes, like we we now have the secret sauce to actually make the products that are hyper personalized if we analyze this conversational data right. Absolutely, uh, a lot of what you're talking about is stuff that we had talked about um, when we think about personalization and hyper personalization, which is the idea of using AI generated profiles that have learned over time to really tailor. The responses. And of course, we might think about that in terms of, say, social network feeds or advertising or what you see on Netflix. That is what we see. A lot of the real applications of hyper-personalization are for things like personalized medicine, personalized finance. And a lot of that, for sure, you're absolutely correct. The future of that will be conversational. It won't be, you know, logging into an app and navigating to some hidden menu, which people can't find. 
usually. It'll be type in a conversation. What do you want to do? I want to transfer some funds. I want to understand what happened to my, you know, medicine, or I want to, I have, I want to book an appointment, whatever it is. Absolutely. Given the power of large language models, it's, you're right. It's an inevitability that people will just want to have conversations. And at first, when we started AI today, we thought that we believed in the conversational future. We thought that it was going to be the Alexa devices, the voice interface. That's what we thought. We said, oh, it's going to be these voice assistants. They weren't wrong, but the interface was wrong. It wasn't that people didn't want to have conversations. They just didn't want to have a conversation with a device. They wanted to have a conversation with a, an, a model, an AI model. So I, th I think <laughs> that's the big transition that happened. So, so um, of course, when people think about talking to devices, people have always been worried about you know, ethical concerns and responsible use of those systems. So maybe you can talk a little bit about that because given that you're looking at analytics and you're looking at all those those features, you know, what sort of you know measures and safeguards do you think uh people should put into place to ensure that that these conversational systems are responsible and secure in the context of maybe some of these more critical conversations like finance and health and those sorts of things. Yeah. So I think of these like newly emerging generative AI product as as a baby because if you teach your baby well, like they will behave well. But uh, like if you ignore your baby and ignore their behavior, then they will obviously behave in a direction that they're not supposed to do. And AI is the same. Then what kind of measure and like safeguard like should we place to prevent these from happening? I think we need to have a similar approach to how we treat our babies to behave well. Like what I mean is that like we need like a feedback mechanism where we can monitor how AI is behaving when interacting with the real user, not the not the train set, the real user who actually uses the, uh, their product. And if AI makes mistakes, we just have to fix it one at a time. It will be impossible for any product builders to build AI product that are already responsible and secure. Even ChatGPT isn't yet. And like, no matter what you do, like it will be a long iterative journey to make responsible and secure generative AI products. Like also, like if you use our product Impaction AI, you can set up this feedback mechanism into your own chatbot. Like we let our uh, customer to store every conversational data between their users and AI, and we let them search for uh, the specific cases they want to monitor. So if you search for cases where AI is acting bad to user or cursing at the user, like we can save the specific cases and we'll monitor and compare with the real-time data to check whether the case is happening again or not. And if this, these cases happen again, we let our customer know that their AI needs to be fixed or, you know, retrained. Yeah, that's great. I don't think anybody wants to be yelled at or cursed at, right? Definitely so, not. Yeah. So, you know, as as this continues to evolve, what sort of statistics, metrics, analytics do you see as the most important and unique with regards to AI and also LLM systems as well? Actually, it really depends on the product you're building, because if you're building a product and if you're building a product that uh, like a government, like uh, people from government uses, 
like you obviously don't want your AI to like curse at you or like say something really bad, right? But if you're building an avatar app, like a very just companionship, like, you know, where you can just talk like casually, it doesn't really matter whether it curse at you or not. Like, so it really depends on like what product you build and it really varies. So, and sometimes it's, it's funny that one uh, one product one company wants to like restrict ai to say uh, to not say something bad but the other company they want it actually opposite like they want their ai to just go aggressive but that's that's like that's a two totally uh different like a problem they have to solve but yeah so it really depends on the company and what what product they're building yeah. Well, actually, that's sort of a good good place to follow up. Maybe in your experience, you know, what, what are the sorts of really uh, interesting and maybe unique ways that people are using these LLM chatbots, these conversational systems? Perhaps we had talked about some common ways, and but you mentioned some interesting ones. I'm curious about the ones where people may not uh, mind if the uh, chatbot is acting a little, uh, say, more unhinged, as you put it. So uh, maybe you could talk a little bit sort of the breadth of the different applications you're seeing. And and maybe in addition to that, a little bit, what was the motivation? What, what was the origin story for creating uh, Impaction? You know, where did this all come from? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'll just tell you like one use case of our product and our uh, customers. So uh, our one of our customers is called MetaBuddy. And it's a it's an avatar app where you can talk in English and it's an avatar app where you can learn English uh, speaking basically. So yeah, you you set up your account and like you start talking to your avatar and the avatar remembers your like remembers your conversation like you did before. So like it remembers your name and everything. But the problem was the problem the uh, the problem the metabody was facing was because even though this this app is avatar app sometimes it forgets about the user information it forgets about the uh, question uh, he asked and it re repeats the same question over and over again and customers hate it because you don't want your uh, your you don't want your friends to not remember you right then you, is is a friend <laughs> no so yeah uh so MetaBuddy, how MetaBuddy is using our Impaction AI is they go into our site and they just type a find session where user is unhappy because Chapa forgot about the user information and says something like, hey, I said it before. And when you type that, we uh, we allow our customer to search that specific cases and you can look through each cases, whether it's actually uh, making a mistake or not. And if it's uh, if it, it is making a mistake, you can uh, save that search query and then we will monitor if whether this is happening or not in real time. That's how it works. And yeah, and the. And the uh, reason behind like building Impaction AI was, as I told you earlier, like we were the Gen AI product builder as well. Like we were already building our own Gen AI products. And, and back then, like we actually, like we wanted to analyze how our user was interacting with our, our AI. And the only way was to use some traditional product analytics tool like Google Analytics or Amplitude Mixpanel. Well, we we tried to use it all, but the problem was like 
you cannot even save images or you cannot even save any media data. The only thing you can save is like event type data where it's it's a really short like text type. Like you cannot like you can't you can't really analyze context of like you know conversation by using traditional product analytics tool. So that's why like we were just we ended up just building uh, internal tool to save the conversation data and try to like search the data we were like looking for. And that's how like everything began. And we ended up like selling our product. That's why we were able to make this internal tool into our main product. Yeah, well, it's wonderful to hear and hear about your journey as well. You know, we we really think you're onto something here. And we talk a lot about, you know, for years, we've been talking about what this AI-enabled future looks like. We all, we talk about, you know, hyper-personalization, where you're able to treat each person as an individual when it comes to a variety of different things. A lot of times people think about that from a marketing standpoint, right? And how can I sell you something? And how can I market to you? But it can be individualized education or healthcare or finance. And so you're really able to do so much now with these technologies, and it's incredible. So we always like to ask our guests the same question uh, as our final question because we're able to get such varied responses and I'm really looking forward to yours. As a final note, what do you believe the future of AI is in general and its application to organizations and beyond? Yeah, so I think the future will be, as I said, like full of very hyper-personalized experiences. And I think everyone in the world like will be benefiting from the technology. Like you might think like we are, we are already like benefiting from the technology, but that is not true. Like even my mom, like my grandma, like is still not able to use apps that can help them. Like my mom knows what DoorDash is and she knows that you can order a delivery from there. However, like because the UI of DoorDash constantly changes, like mom, my mom can't remember like what each button does. So what she does is she calls me and asks, hey, Gijong, can you order a, a pasta from a restaurant we ordered last week? And I ordered the food for her. And this is exactly how AI native products will work. Like my mom won't have to call me like before. She can just ask AI to order the food for her. And that's it. And this is why AI native products will benefit everyone in the world. Also, I think the user of AI native products will become more and more honest because if you lie to AI, like AI won't be able to help you out. Like it's like hiring a lawyer and you lie to them. Like then, then what service will you get from a lawyer if you lie? Like of, of course, like nothing, right? So in order to get the benefits out of AI, the only way is to become honest. And because of, because of the, these characteristics, I think it's really important for any organization who builds AI native products to maintain a very robust like security for their user data. And in Coxwave, like and we always like think and act first about ways to safely manage our user data. And because of that, like we recently like received uh, SOC 2 compliance to ensure safety. That's fantastic. Well, as mentioned, uh, you're onto something because I think the, the, you're, you're focused on the right trend. Uh, products are becoming more AI enabled. I think conversation is a very natural interface. That's why it's natural language. 
Um, I think that uh, you're right, that user interfaces have, I think, reached their peak uh, usability. I don't know what to call it, but I think actually uh, there was actually recent news that one of the companies that was a big proponent of design-based thinking, which went into design of user interfaces, their company is actually having trouble. They're actually just laid off a lot of people because I think we've reached the limit of what we can do with just design. And now we have to go more to sort of past design. And what we do past design is conversation. And we can think of conversational design, but really, it's really about getting rid of the design almost. And it's like, just give me something to talk to and give me something to take pictures or whatever and type and and I will get exactly what I want. And so you're on the right trend. I think and analytics is a hot thing. We have, we have many friends who have started analytics businesses who have some of them have been very successful. So <laughs> I think I think that sounds good things. And I even love the uh, one of the use cases you were talking about, which is sort of the conversational language assistant. I'm thinking someone clearly, you know, companies like Duolingo must be thinking about this because it is a much better idea for me just to talk to something and it says, wait a second, you said the wrong thing or or it could say, hey, greet me in this language or, you know, something. Right. And you have this this and it's very personalized. Right. To your point, hyper personalized. It knows where you are. It knows the mistakes you're making. It knows the kinds of conversations you're having. So, yeah, I mean, uh we're convinced and our listeners, I'm curious what you think, you know, give us some feedback, connect with Coxwave. We'll be providing their information in the show notes, reach out to them, make a connection. They're clearly growing and they're doing amazing things. So uh, I think you're fantastic here, Gijong, and uh, thank you so much for sharing with all of your insights and your information and your um, thoughts with our listeners. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. This really was such a wonderful conversation. And if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, make sure to rate us. We love to hear from our listeners. Rate us on iTunes, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast platform. Also, we will add uh, what we discussed in the show notes today, including links to Coxwave so that you can check them out because they really are doing some wonderful things. And again, if you haven't subscribed, make sure to subscribe to AI Today so you can get notified of all of our upcoming episodes. As Ron mentioned, we have a few more episodes left in our glossary series. We also have some wonderful interviews coming up and additional podcasts as well. So definitely make sure to stay subscribed so you get notified of all that. Like this episode and want to hear more? With hundreds of episodes and over 3 million downloads, check out more AI Today podcasts at AIToday.live. Make sure to subscribe to AI Today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, or your favorite podcast platform. Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners, to expand your knowledge dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. This sound recording and its contents are copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.